Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Hello, Palookas. Dylan Bain here. Welcome to News Fighters for today, Sunday, September 6th. 2020. Yes, I can't believe it's September already. Spring is here, and before we know it, the year will be over. And when we all look back on this year, nobody knows better than piano man Elton John himself what it should be remembered for. Well, it's been quite a year. My film, my farewell tour, and the incredible response to my autobiography, Me. And just when I thought my life couldn't get any more unbelievable, I went and won an Oscar. Granddad! Tell me what you remember about the year 2020. Well, grandson, a lot happened in 2020, but of course the first and foremost thing everyone remembers is the absolutely incredible response to Elton John's autobiography, Me. Okay, look, now I know it's beginning to look like dark times ahead. Australia is officially in the worst recession in 100 years. Melbourne's lockdown continues, our state borders are all closed, and uh, tragically, the movie Tenant sounds like it was an absolute piece of crap. So instead of just doing a rundown of all the bad news, I'm going to um, take a look at uh, some of the good news stories you may have missed and the and the positive angles uh, we can take from them, uh, like this one. It's the news the class of 2020 has been dreading but expecting. Schoolies week on the Gold Coast this year has been cancelled. Yes, schoolies has been cancelled, which means drunken year 12 graduates won't catch coronavirus on the Gold Coast this year. Or chlamydia or herpes or warts or gonorrhea. No, instead, they're just going to get them at house parties as usual. Next good news story, please. Former Prime Minister Tony Abbott's taken a job with the British government. Former Prime Minister Tony Abbott has been appointed as a trade envoy for the UK as Boris Johnson pushes ahead with a post-Brexit Britain. Tony Abbott leaving Australia indefinitely? What's not to love about this story? Oh my God, the good news just keeps on coming. But the UK Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, had to defend the appointment on Sky News. I'm sure you don't support some of his comments. He's a homophobe and he's a misogynist. Well, uh, he's also an expert in uh, trade. Tony Abbott is actually quite good at facilitating trade. I mean, 
Australia traded him in for a new Prime Minister in almost record time. Next good news story, please. Police in Victoria are, un- are under fire for placing a pregnant mum in handcuffs following a fo- post on Facebook urging people to attend an anti-lockdown protest. OK, right. Australia is arresting people for posting on Facebook. Yes. Uh, good news angle. OK, uh, well, uh, she was uh, pregnant, uh, which meant she was about to subject all her Facebook friends to... Uh, having their timelines full of annoying baby photos. So, yes, this is good. This is good. Straight to jail. Uh, and let's uh, let's arrest everyone who Instagrams their brunch and uh, dances on TikTok while we're at it. Let's just lock all them up. Okay, next good news story, please. The latest fire season outlook for New South Wales shows that this summer shouldn't be as bad as the last one. Okay, bushfires not as bad as last year. That That is technically good news. Um, but it's a bit like someone saying, uh, I guess the good news is your dad can't get murdered again. Okay, next good news story, please. There's an alert for Anytime Fitness Gym in Marrickville. An infected member was there on Monday evening. Okay, now well, hang on, wait a second. That's my gym. That's not a good news story. I went there last week. Hey, New South Wales, if gyms are such superseding venues, why the hell are they open? And secondly... If you're going to force people to stay home for 14 days just because they got the wrong bus or went to the gym at the wrong time, then you've got to give them paid pandemic leave. Nobody gets paid to sit at home and do nothing unless you're a politician. G'day, I'm here with Lily. Hi. <laughs> and we are here to build a cubby house today. Also, in a related story, I'm definitely not going to the gym for a couple of months, which is technically my normal gym routine. Okay, under more serious issues now, and uh, of course the biggest story in the news the last couple of weeks has been the hundreds of COVID-19 related deaths occurring in the aged care system. Uh, an absolute tragedy, we don't want to make light of that, and of course our sympathies and heart goes out to everyone affected. Um, it's led to widespread calls for the aged care minister Richard Colbeck uh, to resign, um, and also... Uh, to do some reading before he faces a Senate committee. How many residents of aged care facilities funded and regulated by the Australian government have passed away from COVID-19? I'll just have to look up my latest report, Chair. That might take me a moment. Minister, you weren't aware of that number? I was just trying to find my latest SIPRIP chair. I, I, um, it wasn't in the frontline details of those figures. I have got the details, I just couldn't find it. I mean, you've just, you, have a, you don't know how many people have passed away. You're now telling me you don't know how many people have the infection. Chair, You're I, the Minister for no, Aged Care. There's a I'm serious... Looking for, I'm looking for the report on my IT system. Ah, yes, the IT system. And I'm sure we all have an IT system that makes a noise like... Pages turning. Very smart man, Richard Colbeck. Uh, he's cottoned on to the fact that, like all of us working from home, know that when you need to cover your ass for not having done your work properly, you just blame the NBN. Yeah, sorry I didn't have those figures handy. A uh, bloody Turnbull make a NBN bad. It's his fault the pages are turning so slow. I mean, the NBN's slow. Later on in question time, however, Colbeck seemed to know some very specific figures. And Mr President, um, there are about 60,000 Australians who die in residential aged care on an annual basis. 
unfortunately, but uh, that's one of the functions of residential aged care. What? No. Look, last time I checked, they're called nursing homes, not dying homes. The aim is to care for our uh, elderly relatives, not kill them. I mean, if the aged care system was actually designed to kill people, uh, then it will be used for Russia to house all their political uh, opponents. And so when the aged care minister, Richard Colbeck, faced a grilling from Labor in Parliament on the deaths of these hundreds of people, he did the responsible and compassionate thing. He stood up and left. Maybe you should stay and listen to what the Senate has to say, Mr. Senate Minister Colbeck. Because as of yesterday, there were 353 Australians in residential aged care who had died from COVID-19, and today, uh, more than 360. And it is a disgrace that this minister leaves the chamber when the parliament is taking note of his statement. But Colbeck wasn't fleeing Penny Wong's questioning, according to Scott Morrison. No, 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 no. He was off to work. Can you explain why the aged care minister, Richard Colbeck, walked out of questioning yesterday? Uh, well, he didn't walk out of questioning. He, the, the Labor Party uh, were, were, were involved in making a whole range of statements in the House. He left the House, sorry, they left the Senate to deal with issues in aged care, which he does in morning, noon and night. So Colbeck faced so much criticism for walking out of Parliament that a few days later, when he was faced with questioning at a press conference... He walked out again. Which, uh, the health minister stepping in before the aged care minister stepped out. Minister, on that commission, please. Yeah, Richard Colbeck is doing so much stepping out. Who does he think he is? Joe Jackson, the 80s one-hit wonder behind the song Stepping Out. Ah, oh, damn it. I've just got told I've used up my entire... 80s dad rock reference quota for this season. Anyways, Labor leader Anthony Albanese, sensing the national mood that hundreds of people dying might look bad for the government, cleverly called for Colbeck's resignation. Why does the current aged care minister still have his job? Because under this aged care minister, $1.5 billion of additional support has been put into the aged care sector during the COVID-19 crisis. Okay, wait, hang on a second. What kind of a defence is that? He shouldn't be fired because we've just put a bunch of money in the system to make up for how bad the system was under him. So as usual, instead of firing anyone, this government's just announcing a whole bunch of money and hoping the problem goes away. It's a bit like a neglectful, separated dad visiting at Christmas. Dad, dad, where have you been all year? Why is the backyard full of bodies? Here, son, have a Game Boy. Here, have $1.5 billion and stop asking questions. <laughs> oh, God, dark. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Oh, hey, and speaking of the uh, government not looking after people, thousands of Australians are still stuck overseas and can't get home. Australians stranded overseas by coronavirus are continuing to battle cancelled flights and exorbitant airfares. Australia's caps on international arrivals have turned air travel into a virtual lottery with thousands of passengers competing for the right to return. There are more than 18,000 Australians who are currently overseas who would like to come home. 2,000 uh, of those Aussies are considered vulnerable. But don't worry, this government has committed hundreds of millions of dollars for special charter flights for seafood exports. How many chartered flights has the Morrison government sent out for seafood? 1,800 flights. If you're a lobster, you get a ticket on a charter flight. 
But if you're an Aussie overseas, you get left stranded. Yes, and I just hope those Australian lobsters aren't wasting taxpayer money and hitting the pricey liquor on the flights to Asia. The last thing I want to see is a social media footage of an Australian lobster in business class boozed up on cognac, yelling racist slurs at a Jetstar flight attendant again. But don't worry, stranded Aussies. The Australian government knows how to help. Uh, just ask this Aussie stuck in London who was featured on the ABC podcast, The Signal. We have been communicating with the Australian High Commission here in um, in the UK. And I told her that we have no accommodation, no confirmed place to live long term. What do people do in this situation? There are people being cancelled left, right and centre. There's a lot of people um, who are stranded right now. Where do we go? And the only answer she could give me was like, maybe you have to go to a homeless shelter. Can you believe the Australian government is actually saying to Australian citizens, go live in a homeless shelter? I mean, normally it's just implied with the uh, Centrelink welfare payment amounts, isn't it? Oh, this doesn't cover my rent. Oh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know what to do. But don't worry, the government has another plan to help. The Sydney Morning Herald is reporting citizens and residents who are desperate to get back into the country are being coached by government officials to start crowdfunding campaigns if they're running out of money. Yes, crowdfunding. If only there was a way that the more fortunate would look after the less well-off and more desperate. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting system. We should look into it. To be fair, the government has announced a hardship loan program for those stuck overseas who have run out of money. Um, but uh, I'm a fan of the crowdfunding idea. Uh, and we all know that uh, the secret to getting your crowdfunding campaign uh, supported is uh, to produce an engaging, enticing and well-produced announcement video uh, for your campaign to put out on social media. So us here at Newsfighters have decided to make one for you. Hello, and welcome to my Kickstarter. This is a crowdfunding opportunity for the investment opportunity of a lifetime. I'm asking for you to give me free money so I don't starve to death or become homeless overseas. Yes, for as little as $30 a night, you can pay for me to stay in a bed bug infected backpackers hostel while I wait for the Australian government to realise it has a duty of care to let its own citizens come home during a global health emergency. Or why not upgrade to our $50 a night plan and you'll unlock this exclusive content of a video of me swearing at consular staff after my flight's been cancelled five times because somebody couldn't manage to run hotel quarantine without outsourcing it to contractors of contractors of contractors. So why not support me and own your exclusive slice of me not being eaten to death by wild animals in a rainforest? Okay, that's News Fighters for today. We do have some exciting news coming up soon, so remember to follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and we hope to announce that very soon. In the meantime, keep fighting, and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.